Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Alive Church, Orange County. To find out more information about Alive Church, please visit alivechurchoc.org. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platform by typing in Alive Church OC. Good morning. How oh, awesome it is to be in the presence of God. I don't know about you, but as I was in worship, there were some things God was telling me to lay down. And what a beautiful feeling it was to be able to lay those things down and really make a decision that I'm going to put my trust in God. He even began to remind me of all the promises mm, that he had already spoken to me about that particular situation. Ah, so it was just a beautiful thing this morning. Uh, I want to start off by praying. God, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for your presence in this place on today. I thank you, Lord God, that you've already gone ahead and prepared the hearts of your people to receive your word. I thank you, Lord God, that today is a day of laying down and picking up. I thank you, Lord God, that today is a day, Lord God, that we will step into the things, God, that you are calling, God, for us to do, that you've already set the path ahead for us. And on today, God, today will be our day of total surrender. So I thank you, God, for your presence in this place. And I say, Holy Spirit, have your way on today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 I want to say that most recently I found myself in one of the most mind-blowing situations. So God is asking me to do something that's pretty big. Uh, in fact, he's asking me to do a few things all at the same time. And it's not just any old thing, but um, all of them are pretty big. And... Um, if you ask me, Amanda, how are you going to do it? I will tell you I have no idea. I literally have no idea. Why? Because it's something I've never done before. Um, it's out of the scope of my knowledge, my understanding. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, God, are you serious? Like you're really asking me to do all of these things. But I realize that the thoughts of why and how come in because I'm thinking that I'm having to do this thing by myself. And it is, this is not the first time. Uh, that God has asked me to do something that requires me to trust him, to lean on him, and surrender the very thing he is asking me to do right back into his hands. The thing that requires me to move into action in tandem with him. And so I'm at a point in my life that I've let go of so much I've changed, made so many changes. I've done so many things at the request of God that required surrender that now I live my life thinking, God, what's next? You see, what I've come to understand is that in this Christian life, it is all about surrender. And all God wants is a surrendered heart and he will do everything else. It's amazing how God wants, um, how God knows what he has placed inside of us, 
We may not have discovered every gift. We may not have discovered every talent that's in us. But in spite of that, when we come into partnership with God, we can do anything. Amen. Amen. It's in this journey called life, often filled with uncertainties. We find it hard sometimes to surrender the things God is asking us to surrender. And although many of us find it hard to get to a place of surrendering totally to God and what he's asking of us, all of us here, if we are honest, want to walk in God's purpose, plan, and will for our lives. It's in that longing or pursuit of purpose that the Lord begins to press on certain areas of our lives. And when he does, thoughts of surrender begin to surface. We start to think about the things that we have to lay down to pick up the things he's asking us to pick up. It's in that place, whether it has to do with our personal life and things we desire for our life, whether it has to do with our family, whether it has to do with our job, maybe God is speaking to us about business, um, whatever it is that God is pressing on us to surrender to him, that when we place it in the hands of a sovereign God, there is peace and things become easy. So many of us struggle with the idea of surrender because when we surrender, we have no idea what's ahead of us. We don't know what things will look like along the way, and we don't know what the end will be. For some of us, God has either spoken to us or given us a glimpse of what our life will be. But because of where we stand right now at this very moment, what God has spoken uh, to us are shown does not seem realistic and oftentimes does not seem achievable. But I know from where I stand right now, had God asked me this thing two years ago, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. Why? Because I could not see what God saw in me and I could not see what God saw for me. And everything God is saying to me right now is taking me out of my, un uh, out of my comfortable place. And I know everyone is always saying you have to surrender, you need to surrender, God is calling you to surrender, and you're probably thinking, I want to, but I don't know how, right? I don't know how, I want to, but sometimes it's hard. And if we want to be real, some of us are literally telling God, no, I'm not going to surrender. I don't want to surrender because surrender means giving up, right? Surrender means letting go. Surrender means change. Surrender for some means stepping out into the unknown. And for many, surrender means death. It means dying to what we desire, dying to the plans that we had for ourselves, dying to our dreams, right? And we have for, that we have for ourselves, and that can be painful, filled with fear and oftentimes with doubt. But as difficult as it may be, surrender is a beautiful thing. It's not the end of things like we often fear, but it is the beginning of things. It's the beginning of God's best for our life, and it is the beginning of more of God's blessings in our lives. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. I want to talk to you about the beauty of surrender. So how do we get to this beautiful place in our lives where letting go gets exciting, when change is inevitable but refreshing, when one's anticipation of 
uh, ourselves surrender becomes gratifying. Well, when I searched scripture to find the answer, I found it in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which captures the very core of what surrender is and serves as a compass that leads us and shows us what true surrender and trusting in the wisdom of God for our lives look like. And as amazing and as generous as our God is, he has not only shared the requirements, but the end, he offers us a promise. So how do we get to this beautiful place in God? First, we have got to trust God with all of our heart, right? The Hebrew word for trust means to lie down or to put our entire weight on something because we trust and believe it is strong enough to hold us. And so I'm standing here, I'm walking on this stage, walking with confidence. Why? Because I trust and believe that this place will not cave in on me. And so as I walk across the stage, I don't have any fear, I don't have any doubt, but I trust that it's not going to cave in on me. Believe and I trust with all my heart without exception that it's strong enough to hold me. And because I believe that I can stand and walk with confidence, I can walk without fear. The beauty of surrender confirms for us that we can trust God in a way that we can freely take the weight of our lives, the weight of our family, the weight of our jobs, the weight of our finances, the weight of our struggles, and place them at the feet of God while living our life in confidence, knowing that God will not allow things to cave in on us. I'm talking about trusting when it seems like we can't see our way. I'm talking about trusting God during times when it looks like everything is falling apart all around us and nothing that anybody can do or say can make us see it through the eyes of God. A God who is faithful, and I know it is difficult to see through God's eyes when we are worn from our circumstances, when we're torn about our situation. But the beauty of surrender is that in spite of how we feel, no matter if we're downtrodden about our circumstance, there is something that happens when we surrender to God, whatever it is, into, his, in the, into the hands of a loving God. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, but though those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. Renew means to exchange. That means God will exchange our weakness for his strength. Scripture goes on to say that they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. This is the beauty of surrender. If you look at the picture on the screen, there's a picture of an eagle. Waiting on that picture. <laughs> there it is. There is an ease displayed in that, eagle, in that eagle soar, right? Something about that picture just brings a calmness and a peace. But there is an ease displayed, displayed in his soar. And if you know anything about eagles, when it soars, it can go for hours soaring without flapping its wings. In fact, when it soars, it doesn't even need to flap its wings at all. 
You see, the beauty of surrender is when we exchange our weakness and walk in God's strength, we can literally soar through our circumstances and soar through our situations because God, in the middle of our trusting, will give us a second wind to glide through the tough times. That's the beauty of surrender. I'm talking about when we've made a decision that no longer are we going to worry about our wives, no longer are we going to stress about our husbands, no longer are we going to be tormented with anxiety about our children, and no longer are we going to be worried about our jobs, our businesses, our finances, because we understand that we have limited knowledge, limited understanding, and a limited perspective. And in my reverence of God, I am able to recognize that God holds the ultimate wisdom. He knows what to do, he knows how to do it, and he knows when to do it. And because I recognize God's infinite uh, wisdom, I can trust with all my heart and just soar. I don't have to do anything. Like the eagle riding on the air current has the ability to soar with effortless work. I can ride on the current of God's word that has never failed me. I can ride on the current of God's faithfulness in my life and just soar. First Peter 5 and 7 says, casting all your cares. That means I can cast all my anxieties. I can cast all my worries and all my concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about me. The Amplified Version says, with deepest affections and watches over me very carefully. To cast means to throw, like casting a net, right? I can take my worries and literally cast them on God. Release them, let them go and never have to think about them again. You know, I shared with our Connect group just recently that when God told me to step off of my job, he had only spoken to me that we would be moving. He never said where, he never said when, but he's asking me to step off my job. Can you imagine the uncertainties, the how, the whys, the when I had? Why? Because we had bills, amen? We had bills. We had a place to pay for. We had vehicles to pay for and so many other things. And I'm thinking, how in the world will I do this stepping off of my job? But it wasn't for me to do. If he spoke it, I had to understand and I had to trust that he would take care of us. And he did. And I shared with the Connect Group that I had this whiteboard in my office that every week on Mondays, I would put a scripture on the board for the week. And people would come in and look at the scripture. Well, the week that God told me to step off my job, I came in Monday and I did not have a word to put on that board. <laughs> I had no scripture, no matter how I tried, I could not pull anything up out of me. If I can be real with you, it's because I was perplexed and I was a mess because I was thinking about like, how in the world are we gonna do this? and I have to come off of my job. I was fearful. But even in my fear, I was determined to obey God. And though, although I was determined and uh, fearful, that day someone from another department came to my office looking for the scripture, and there was none on the board. <laughs> 
And so I said to him, he was like, A.B., where's the scripture? And I said, I don't have a scripture today. I said, why don't you put a scripture on the board? And he was like, me? I said, yeah. You, I said, I tell you what, ask the Holy Spirit to give you a scripture right now and put it on the board. And he was like, okay. So he, the Lord gave him Matthew 6, 25 through 26. Now, nobody knows that the Lord had told me to come up off my job, didn't know that I was struggling on that day about making, you know, because I had to tell my boss I'm leaving. So I was struggling that day, and he puts the scripture on the board. And this scripture reads, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store things in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? That was the scripture that God gave. Wow. The beauty of surrender is knowing that we can surrender what God is requiring from us and boldly step into it because our God is faithful to provide. He's faithful to make a way as outlandish as it might seem, as unimaginable as things might be. Our God is faithful to fulfill his promise to us. And we can step in and step out with confidence, trusting with all our heart. Why? Because he will not let anything cave in on us. I have to say the one thing that has been consistent in my life is God. People have failed me. Friends have betrayed my trust. Situations have not always turned out the way I wanted them to be. But no matter what things look like, I could always find a resting place in God. Why? Because God has a proven record in my life. And because he has never gone back on his word, no matter what it looks like, I can trust him with everything. And that's what makes surrendering to him such a beautiful thing. I can find rest in him. I can soar through life circumstances because I know my life in his hands is a safe place. I love this scripture, Isaiah 55 and 10. It says, the New Living Translation, it says, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. I will, it will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Let me tell you, when we understand this, it is easy to release our grip of control and humbly surrender and put all our trust in the guidance of our Lord, follow his word, align ourselves with his will, and rest in his promises. So how do we get to this beautiful place called surrender? Trusting God with all your heart. Secondly, leaning not 
on your own understanding. Proverbs 3 and 7 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This means that we must recognize that within the depths of our heart, our understanding can be jaded. Jaded by culture, jaded by biases that we often don't like to admit that we have, jaded by our doubt, jaded by our fears, jaded by human judgment or our limited knowledge and our conditioned mindsets so we can rely on the things um, so we can rely on the things we understand. So instead of looking at those things, instead of looking at our experiences, we have the ability to tap into God's wisdom and God's understanding. We have to recognize that our understanding cannot support us, but his wisdom, his knowledge, and his understanding can sustain us. Let me tell you, the biggest mistake that we could ever make is thinking that we know more than God. The biggest mistake that we can ever make is feeling like we can rely on our own understanding. Let me tell you, thinking this way is dangerous. For those of us seeking our purpose and wanting to walk in the will of God for our lives, that's a dangerous place to be. So I want to share a few scriptures with you to why we should not lean on our own understanding and instead lean on God's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for our lives. Number one, his ways are perfect and our ways are flawed. Psalm 1830 says, as for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. This scripture lets us know that there is protection in leaning on God's understanding. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, Proverbs 14, 14 and 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. This lets you know that our ways can be flawed at times. And when we choose to lead our own lives according to what seems right to us, we often reap disaster. We have lives filled with chaos, lives absent of peace, filled with torment. We make decisions based on our feelings and not on truth, flawed. We see things from a clouded lens, right? Our perspective is clouded because of fear, because of our own brokenness, because of rejection. And we walk on roads we have no business walking on because it seems right in our eyes. Why should we lean on God's understanding and not our understanding? Because God sees from an eternal perspective and we see from day to day. Psalm 139 and 16 says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Yes, God ordained all of our days even before our parents thought about having us. Even before we, were, we came into existence, God sees through an eternal lens. He sees from start to finish. We see from day to day. We see through in uh, 1 Chronicles 13 and 12, it's, it lets us know that we see only as a reflection in the mirror. And it goes on to say that we know in part. We don't know the end from the beginning, although some of us think that we do. 
Amen? We only know what we see in front of us and what God chooses to reveal to us. Why should we lean not on our own understanding and lean on God? Because God's ways do not change. But our, our uh, heart changes from time to time. Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Malachi 3 and 6 and Hebrews 13 and 8 declares that God is the same always. He never changes. He is always good. He is always loving. He is always all-powerful. No matter how this world changes around us, we can trust that God will always be consistent. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But our hearts can change, and it does. If we want to be honest, many times throughout our lives, we've said things, have not followed through, made decisions, and in the middle of decisions, changed our mind two and three times. We've had friends, and someone rubbed us the wrong way, and the next thing we know, we're friends today, tomorrow, we're not answering their phone calls. We see them, we don't even say hello. You don't have to say nothing, but I know I've been there, done that. Got in my feelings about somebody, and my heart changed. But God's heart is pure and righteous. Our heart can be deceptive. Psalm 145 and 17 says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all that he does. But the Bible goes on to uh, describe man's heart in Jeremiah 17 and 9, and it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We don't always do what's right if we want to be honest. We oftentimes have good intent, but our motives are not pure. Leaning not on our own understanding requires humility. And in that place of humility, it requires us laying down our pride and realizing that we do not have all of the answers and acknowledge that we need God. Many of us toil and suffer for not only because we are fighting to do it our way through our own understanding while losing the battle in front of us because we refuse to seek the knowledge of God. We refuse to speak the seek the wisdom of God and God's understanding. But let me tell you, the beauty of surrender is we do not have to lean on our own understanding. We don't have to do things blindly. We don't have to struggle with trying to figure things out, getting caught up and stressing over the hows, the whens, and the whys. But instead, how easy is it just to ask the Lord that knows the beginning from the end and everything in between? James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Proverbs 2 and 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you. 
and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. When we are able to surrender our understanding to God and lean not on our own understanding, it helps us to see things clearer. It takes out all of the guesswork. It alleviates the stress of not knowing. We're able to move forward in peace, knowing that although we may not understand the road ahead every, and everything that God is doing, we know that he is indeed working everything out for our good. And the plan that he has for us is to prosper us and never to harm us, but to give us a future and a hope so we can walk and have no fear. Because we know, like scripture says, for the Lord is with us. We don't have to be dismayed before because he is our God. He will strengthen us. He will help us. He will uphold us with his righteous right hand. That is the beauty of surrender. Yeah. And so how, again, how do we get to this beautiful place? We have to trust him with all our heart. We have to lean not on our own understanding, and you have to acknowledge him in all your ways. Whew. Acknowledge means that we first have to know him. We have to recognize that he exists and we have to admit that he's real. In order to acknowledge him, we've got to know that God is real. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Now without faith it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. To acknowledge him is to believe that he exists. It is not to believe one thing about him, but it is to believe everything about him as revealed in Scripture. Because all of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation encompasses the very essence of who God is. To acknowledge him is to know him. And when we acknowledge him in all of our ways, we are constantly mindful of him. And in our mindfulness of him, we make him a vital part of everything we do in regards to our life, our relationships, our decision-making, our day-to-day activities, so he can guide us as we walk together to accomplish his purposes. You see, David understood this. We see in Psalm 16 and 8, he says, I have set the Lord always before me. See, David made sure that he was aware that God was always present. David made sure that he was aware that God was near him and always before his face. And we know that the Bible says that God is always with us, but are we aware of his presence? If we're not careful in the busyness of our life, we will forget that he is indeed even there. In the book of Acts, Peter quoted David in his sermon saying that David said, I saw the Lord always before me. See, David felt God's presence always. He felt it in private. He felt it in public. He felt it during his happy times. He felt, he, he felt it in his not so good times. Why? Because he acknowledged him in everything. 
And when we acknowledge the Lord in this way, where we see the Lord always before us, that means we have God as our main focus. And in this, we have given God full access into our lives. He is now preeminent in our thoughts, our words, and our deeds always. That means his thoughts about things come before our thoughts about things. His word comes before our word. His deeds come before our deeds. That means his, uh, his word comes before our word. And it means that I inquire of him and I seek him about everything. Acknowledging God in all my ways means I am able to submit and obey and I accept his plans for me without, un, with, uh, while understanding his plans might be different from my plans, but yet I am at peace because I am confident that his way is best for me. See, it's about recognizing him as the Lord of my destiny whilst acknowledging his sovereignty in my life and the role as the ultimate authority in my life. Yes, he's the one who calls all the plays, and because I acknowledge him, I accept his rules, and he is the final judge and the final authority in my life. But not only do I acknowledge who he is in my life, I acknowledge him also by the way I live my life. Many call him Lord, but who can live their lives in a way that is evident that he is indeed Lord of your life? Proverbs 16 and 3 says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. See, we acknowledge him by humbly seeking his will and asking for his direction while inviting him into all the intricate processes of our life, whether big or small. And I know it's easier said than done. Why? Because there are some parts of our lives that we don't want to acknowledge him in. Mm -hmm. We don't want God to be a part of because we want what we want. So in those areas, we don't acknowledge him. Because in our hearts, we know that if we acknowledge him, he will change the street that we're on. Mm -hmm. He'll make us go another route. He'll say to you, no, now, you know that girl is not the girl I chose for you. Mm -hmm. Why you keep looking for a job when I told you to stay put? I told you to change the way you see this situation and you refuse to see it through my eyes because it will expose your heart. It will showcase your vulnerability. Yeah. And so we don't let the Lord into those places. We don't acknowledge him. Why? Because why, you know, for some of us, God has called us to do some things in the marketplace. He's called us to step into some things. And so we don't acknowledge him in those areas because he's saying to us, why are you standing there stagnant? When I told you to step out, but, but because, but you're not stepping out, sorry, because you're not stepping out because in your stepping out, that means you have to submit. In your stepping out, that means you got to do it God's way and you can't do it the way that you want to do it. And so instead of stepping out and obeying God, what we do is we just stand stagnant and we do nothing. Yeah, no, we don't acknowledge him in those areas of our lives because we want to live our life like we have all authority over our life. It's my life, right? 
We don't acknowledge him in certain areas of our life because of past and present sin, because of guilt, because of shame that we won't let go of. But even in those areas, God desires us to acknowledge him. God wants to be a part of every area of our lives. It doesn't matter, good or bad. He wants us to acknowledge him in the not so good areas because when we acknowledge him in those areas, he can bring healing. He can bring deliverance. He can bring restoration. You see, the beauty of surrender is when we acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways, he promises that he will direct our paths. And this promise assures us that in our surrender to God and his involvement in our lives, that he will guide us, he will place us, and he will keep us on the right path. He will straighten out our crooked, wandering ways. He will remove the obstacles of our lives. And sometimes he'll just take us safely through them. He will help us in hard times and encourage us through different difficult situations as we follow where he leads. Psalm 37 and 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of our lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord upholds them by his hand. Isaiah 48, 17 says, I am God, your God, who teaches you how to live right and well. I show you what to do and where to go. Psalm 32 and 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. What's so encouraging is that God's eyes are always upon us. And his love for us, as the word of God tells us, what he ordains for our life is never to destroy us. So we have nothing to fear. As we lift up our hands and surrender and trust the Lord with all of our heart, as we lift up our hands and surrender and lean not on our own understanding, as we lift up our hands and surrender and acknowledge him in all of our ways and allow him to direct our path, surrender is no longer a fight for us. We get to a place where we finally come to the end of ourselves and we stop striving. We get to a place where we finally make the decision to relinquish control to the one who controls all things and orders our lives perfectly. In our surrender, we are now able to release the heavy burdens and receive a lighter weight. It is the end of us wrestling with God, and some of us are wrestling with God. Yeah. When we fully surrender to God, drawing no lines, having no boundaries, with no bargaining, we position ourselves for God's maximum blessings. And when there is nothing in the way that will keep God from blessing us, he will use us to our full extent of our potential. There are countless uh, stories in the Bible where surrender led to promise 
and the beautiful blessings of a loving God. We see Joseph, who was faced with setbacks and trials, but remained faithful and surrendered to God's plan for his life. And it was through his surrender and God directing his path that his family was saved. We see Abraham, who demonstrated surrender in his obedience to leave his homeland and journey to a new land. As a result, he became the father of many nations and received great blessings. We look at the life of Moses, who surrendered his own plans and desires to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And through his surrender, he saw the power of God through the parting of the Red Sea. Surrender. The beauty of surrender when we can let go and let God. I want to say that I, too, surrendered my life. When God spoke to me to leave my job, leave my family, and leave all that I knew to come to a place called Aliso Viejo, <laughs> a place I knew nothing about, a foreign land. But let me tell you, I didn't enter into this land whole. I surrendered to God a broken woman, a battered woman, a bruised woman, and I placed my broken state into the hands of God. I dropped everything and followed God with blind faith, having no knowledge of what was ahead. And because of my obedience, God blessed us supernaturally. He took care of us. And since I've moved here, make no mistake, I've had to surrender over and over again I'd have, I've had to surrender things I've had to surrender people I've had to surrender circumstances until now surrendered is who I am there's no greater picture of beauty in my relationship with God then the day at this altar I gave him everything has my life been easy no way <laughs> yeah but guess what through the toughest of times when I feel like life is beating me down I jump on the current of God's word and I soar I remember God's faithfulness in my life and I soar. My life is in the hands of God to use for his good pleasure. And no matter what life looks like for me in this, in his hands, I find peace. In his hands, I find strength. And in his hands, I find joy. Jesus, the son of God, surrendered to the scorn of the cross. And that surrender was needed for the joy set before him. And for the blessing of forgiveness and freedom for all of his followers. That means for each one of us.
That is the beauty and blessings of surrender. Hmm. And I believe today, even today, there are some, even in this room, that have found themselves frozen by fear and doubt, struggling to trust, believe, and obey. But the beauty of surrender is a choice that we make, and it says to the Lord, although I don't understand, and, all, and although I don't always know your plans for me, I know that they are far better than mine. And so I want to encourage you that there is beauty in surrender because where God leads, what and when God asks, he makes no mistakes. Every promise he has spoken, every instruction he has given is to bring us to a wealthy place, a prosperous place, a place of provision, promise, and purpose. And so I just ask even now for you to stand on your feet. Ooh, but I want to encourage you today that you don't have to struggle in what God is calling you to surrender. Some of you have ministries that you don't want to let go of. You don't want to submit to the people God is calling you to submit to. And so because you don't want to do it God's way, you've been standing there frozen. I can encourage you today to submit your way unto the Lord. It's easy that way. You don't have to be fearful because whatever God is wanting you to do, you don't have to do it alone. God wants to do it with you if you just acknowledge him and invite him in. Hallelujah. He is trying to take us to our promised place. If you would just raise your hand up and say, God, I surrender. Hallelujah. Today is the day that I place it into your hands, God. No longer will I strive. Ah, no longer will I try to figure things out. No longer will I try to do what it is that I want to do. But God, I will seek you. I will trust you. I will lean on your understanding, God. 